0: we are in faith and discipline y'all we have been in faith and discipline all year long we started out the year talking about the disciplines of our faith which was backwards we should have been talking about our faith first and then got to the disciplines because they were dealing about we're dealing with the disciplines uh, we we dealt with ecclesiastes which is how not to do faith solomon made a mess uh, and then we got to romans which uh, defines explains Um, really kind of lays out our faith and now we're in Hebrews and we see the writer of Hebrews sharing with us uh, the explanation of how our faith has developed and explaining it to the Hebrew people he's a Hebrew writer most like to think that he's Paul and he might be I'm not arguing that he's not I'm just saying we don't know Uh, but the Hebrew writer is making the case for faith he's making the case for Christ he's he, he's explaining the superiority of christ and 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 that christ is the answer and and that what we have in god's word is the explanation of not just what it means to trust believe follow jesus but it's the explanation of who we are our identity in christ which leads me to some tough questions this morning all righty, you all right y'all ask me tough questions every week so i'm gonna ask y'all some today we're in hebrews chapter 3 i'm gonna read verses 12 to 16 here we go watch out brothers and sisters so that there won't be in any of you an evil unbelieving heart that turns away from the living god but encourage each other daily while it is still called today so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception for we have become participants in christ if we hold firmly until the end the reality that we had at the start as it is said today if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion for who heard and rebelled wasn't it all who came out of egypt under moses let's pray god we thank you thank you for your word thank you god that you've spoken God, I thank you that not only did you speak to your people in the wilderness and in the desert and, 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 and in the exodus, but God, you, you've spoken through your word to us. And, and God, you've explained to us not merely a, a, a concept of belief, but God, you have provided for us an identity in our Savior, in Christ. God, help us to recognize and acknowledge who we are as your children god help us to recognize realize what it means to believe we pray it in jesus name amen 1985 i went to poland Uh, i was a student at columbia bible college which is now called columbia international university uh and and everybody most of the people I was in school with and most of my friends all intended upon graduation to go to the mission field and it was almost this sort of um, secondary calling that some of us had no intention of going to the mission field I was going to be a pastor that's about all I knew i was going to be a pastor a preacher or whatever you know a ministry something like that and so i was in school taking my classes studying theology and and taking the ethics courses and took some greek and some hebrew and 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 just just piling all this stuff and knowledge in my head right so that i could get out and and know all the answers not But in 1985, I I got sort of convicted by the fact that all my friends were going to the mission field. I thought, well, fine. I'll go to the mission field and just make sure that is not where I'm supposed to be, right? So uh, I signed up with a group called Teen Missions International. Now, what Teen Missions International does is they take teenagers all around the world to do different kind of mission trips. They'll do construction trips. They'll do evangelism trips. They'll do disaster trips. They'll do all kind of things. And, and, and when they do it, they, 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 they congregate all of these teenagers in two sessions down on Merritt Island, Florida. Not far from the Cape Canaveral thing and all that. And anyway, they pile them into this really hot um, jungle like atmosphere down there and 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 they make us live in tents without air conditioning i remember in I, I since i was a leader i remember lying in my tent one night and 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 just sweat just running off me you know and i was laying there i was like what are you doing here why are you doing this? And and down in the, 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 the Palm Branch, Florida area, you know, and, and, and you could lay there at night and hear mosquitoes. And so I'm laying there, I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. Why am I here? Well, then when my team got there, we had 32 teenagers, all ages from 13 years old. Now, I'm a parent now. Back then it didn't seem unreal to me, but I could imagine what Tina, what parent was sending their 13 year old teenager to Poland with people they didn't know. Right? So we had teenagers from 13 all the way up to like 19 and you know, I wasn't but 23. And I was a leader. And so, so, so we embark on this mission experience, right? We learned how to lay block. We learned how to drive nails. We learned how to, we dug ditches and trenches. I remember one day we were in our classes preparing to go do construction work in Poland. We came back to our camp area because we were assigned a camp area and had tents on platforms. So, so creepy crawlies wouldn't, they'd crawl under, not in, right? We got back to our tent, and a storm had blown through while we were in our classes. We got back, and all our tents were blown all over the place. All our clothes were soaking wet. Everything we had was in this this disarray. And guess what question I asked again. What are you doing here? Why are you doing this? what well, why? I. Yeah. Well, we finally graduated. We 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 took flights out of Orlando International to Greenland or Iceland, Iceland. And then we flew from Iceland into into Dusseldorf, I think. And then we got on train. This is 1985. Do y'all know the significance of that year versus 1991, 1990? <laughs> we got on a train to go to Poland, which means we had to cross east germany so here we go and in the middle of the night here comes the train approaching this long line of lights in this no man's land between east germany and west germany and a guy got on the train with this little desk and round strapped around his desk he won't see all our all of our passports and he had a machine gun again i asked the question what are you doing here why are you doing this right and so we didn't trust 13 year olds with their passport crossing europe so so we had them all in a box and so my responsibility to get the box so i get out this big steel box and i unlock it and i open it up and there's a pile of passports sitting in there not to mention a pile of cash and so he starts stamping passports well guess what we made it into east germany we all laid down went to sleep about five minutes before we crossed before we stopped in dresden i woke up and i went this is our stop well guess what trains in europe stop like that and then they're gone again they had taught us how to load a train and unload a train guess what (laughs) five minutes before the stop everybody was asleep We're not going to get everybody off the train, so I make the decision, just stay on the train. We'll get there somehow. We ended up in the south of East Germany. No food, no place to stay. We got off when the train finally stopped, and and most of us didn't speak German. Matter of fact, I think it's safe to say none of us did. Right? Right? Red Cross stepped in, gave us some peanut butter sandwiches and milk in a, a warm carton. Right? Guess what? <laughs> I asked a question. <laughs> what are you doing here? Why are you doing this? They got us back on a train, got us headed in the direction that we were supposed to be going. We end up in a little town called Ziewicz in the south of Poland with a project to help this evangelical church, build or or renovate and add on to this old abandoned restaurant to build a church. We spent five weeks. Um, It was an interesting five weeks. If I go into the whole story, it's... But we faced hardships. We were stretched in our faith. We we, we we went hungry at times. There, there, there were things that went on during that trip that I, I just was like, no, give me the comfort of a nice U.S. church congregation pastorate. Don't put me in this situation, God. Why am I even here, right? Well, we saw God do some incredible things. But can I tell you what, I learned of, of hardship. One of our tourist excursions was to the city of Krakow. We went to the castle, Vavo Castle in Krakow. We saw all kinds of amazing things in that castle. And then they put us on a bus and they took us to a place called Auschwitz. We took teenagers through Auschwitz there's a little girl she was 13 she had an interesting last name Uh, I was kind of monitoring the kids she was standing in the hallway looking at a picture on the wall and crying and I walked up and put my arm around her I said Oh, are you okay, darling? Is everything all right? And she pointed, and it was her last name on the picture. Let me ask you a question Do we trust God? I mean, do we really trust God? And in considering that question, I have to ask the follow-up question, how do you know that you trust God? I mean, I, I shared a few weeks ago, it's easy for me to say, I love God. But you don't know whether I love God or not unless my actions, my attitudes, my choices prove out that I actually live a life that expresses my love for God. So if I say, yes, I trust God, you take it at face value. Yes, Bobby trusts God. take it in faith you say about yourself yes I trust God but you don't know that you trust God until you find yourself in a place of hardship until you find yourself in a place of trial until you find a place at the end of yourself we're pretty capable people right we can do a lot of things God's people went through they came out of egypt they they, they're pretty comfortable in egypt if you read the account we'd rather go back we want leeks and onions by the nile according to keith green Uh, we we want to go back where we had homes where 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 we had a job to do where we were provided for where we didn't have to worry about any kind of challenges or trials or 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 seas in front of us or or hunger or 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 dehydration we want to go back to egypt then they get uh to the promised land and i was listening to one preacher this week he said you know how long it takes to walk from the border of egypt to the border of the promised land to walk it all those years ago takes the same amount of time today to walk from there to the borders of of, of of the promised land 11 days you know how long they spent between the border of egypt and the promised land 40 years you know why because they did not trust God. They did not trust God. So, so, so their, their their wilderness wanderings, their, their hardship, their, let's call it lostness in the wilderness, was extended because they didn't trust God. You see, unbelief, leads to rebellion unbelief leads to disobedience preacher i was listening to this week called it the suicide of unbelief what are we saying in our unbelief i don't trust you god see that listen what he says watch out brothers and sisters so that there won't be in so there there won't be in any of you an evil unbelieving untrusting heart that turns away from the living God they got to the edge of the promised land and 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 12 spies went in and 12 came back two said let's go 10 said let's don't and the people said we can't do it no what they were saying was God can't do it but encourage each other daily while it's still called today so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. Well, all right, let's ask ourselves some questions. Have we experienced God? You know, there's a whole study that's been around about 35 years now called Experiencing God. I taught it about 10 times 35 years ago to young people. I remember one day, one young man came, to my, came into the study. He went, God, talk to me this week. I was like, yay, right? See, God speaks. I tell people all the time when they say, well, I just don't hear God speak. Well, get your Bible open. God's talking nonstop right here, nonstop. Listen to him. Pay attention to what he's saying. Ask him to explain it to you. Have we experienced God? Yes, we've experienced God. Then why don't we trust what God has done? These people who rebelled against God at the entrance to the promised land had seen the Red Sea split. They'd seen water run out of a rock. They'd seen quail fly so low you just whack them in the head and eat them. They saw bread fall from heaven. You see, God provided for these people. And yet they said, we don't trust you, God. Have we experienced God? Have we heard from God? Do we believe God? Do we believe God's promises? Do we trust him? You see, unbelief leads to rebellion. leads to sin. It leads to disobedience. That's what the writer of Hebrews is telling us right there. But what he says to us is, encourage one another. Every Sunday at 8.10. No, encourage one another daily while it's still called today. There is an urgency in the encouragement of the body of Christ. You ever think, somebody, anybody ever pop into your mind? I'll tell y'all about one. Uh, I got in a conversation, let's see. Yes, it's your fault, Cindy. <laughs> of where you live uh, angie said yeah they live i said you know what who else lives in that neighborhood and i started naming somebody so just a reminder because angie had visited with cindy and came home and she was telling me about it. i opened my, bo- open my bible my phone well my bible's in there too anyway, uh, i opened my phone and i started texting someone and i said hey how you guys doing uh, Angie just came home from your neighborhood and I told her y'all lived in there. Got a text back, said, it's incredible to hear from you because we've been through such a hard time. Pray for us. You See, why did God bring that neighborhood to mind? Why did God remind me of that person You see, encouragement in the moment is the same. We go through our lives thinking, well, I thought about that person like it was some sort of coincidence. No, I believe God reminds us of people at specific times because he has something for us to do. We are to be encouragement to others. Don't just let it pass. Maybe you don't have their phone number. Call somebody who does. Reach out in encouragement and and assurance to others because because we're to encourage each other daily while it's still called today there's an urgency to this so that none of you is hardened now see what would happen if the person feels alone what would happen if the person feels like they're they're, they're the ones fighting their battle all by themselves and nobody reaches out to encourage them then they sit in there they're i'll go ahead and call it what you know we sit in our despond in in pilgrim's progress there was something called the slew of despond anybody read that sit in their despondency and these are the words that erupt in despondency i guess god's forsaken me i guess god doesn't know me i guess that which i thought i experienced of god wasn't real Cause of unbelief, God's people rebelled and doubted God. They did not trust God. They disobeyed God and they wandered for 40 years. Listen to this. For we have become participants in Christ. The writer of Hebrews is telling us who we are. If we hold firmly until the end, the reality that we had at the start ever think back over your Christian walk? I'm coming up on 50 years this coming year. Right? 50 years as a Christian. I remember my mom sharing the gospel with me. I remember at 11 years old being at camp and and God speaking to my little 11-year-old heart and, 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 and calling me closer I remember at 19 when God called me to ministry and said it's either my way or the highway and I went, okay, we'll do it your way, God. I remember going off to Bible college and laying in that bunk bed that first night in tears because I was all alone and away from home and I didn't know anybody. You see, I remember making friends who were all going to the mission field and suckered me into going to Poland Uh, You know, actually, when I filled out the application, I said, yeah, send me to Europe. I'm thinking, I told you all this, I was thinking Paris. (laughs) Poland. Yeah, all right. Starts with Poland, Paris, yeah, you know. Who are we in Christ? For we have become participants in Christ if we hold firmly until the end, the reality that we had at the start. As it is said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. See, the writer of Hebrews is, is writing about what happened at the doorway to the promised land when they rebelled against God and God's instruction, God's provision. You see? he goes on to say, For, for for who heard and rebelled what did they hear they heard god open the red sea they heard god lead them out of egypt by signs and wonders the bloody nile the frogs the all of that they were witnesses to god's incredible power and yet they stand at the doorway of the promised land and go we don't think you can do it god You see, we want the rest. We want the promised land. We want the milk and honey. We want the ease. But you know how you get to the ease? You know how you get to the peace? You know how you get to the rest? By going through the struggle. By going through the wilderness. By wandering Sometimes we feel defeated. See, we want God's good, but we don't want life's struggle. We live in a broken, fallen, sinful world. Bad things happen. Hard times come. You see? How do you, how do I make it through the hard times? See that? Share my prayer with you this morning, because as I got up this morning, you know, I say confession's good for the soul, right? I got up this morning, I was going, God, what am I doing here? Why am I here? Why am I doing this? God led me to this passage of Scripture. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. Let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord and He answered me and rescued me from all my fears. Scott, you just sang about these things. Those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. This verse in particular. The poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. I'm going to quit right here. Taste and see. That the Lord is good. How happy is the person who takes refuge in Him? That's about the 20th time I've read those verses this morning Psalm 34, verses 1 through 8. I read them early this morning. I was up at 4. I was sitting there with my cup of coffee. And I was like, God, (laughs) it's Sunday. It's today. While it's still called today, there's going to be folks sitting in bright red chairs wanting me to encourage them. Guess what, God? Before I can go encourage anybody, I need your encouragement. God led me to Psalm 34. And I said, taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, you can't enjoy the rest unless you persevere through the struggle. Guess what? (laughs) All those folks. Can you imagine what the... (laughs) This is going to sound kind of morbid, but I'm going to say it anyhow. Can you imagine the graveyards in the wilderness when that whole generation passed away for their unbelief. (laughs) But guess what their kids got? They got the promised land. They got the milk and honey. You see? I'm going to read it again to you. Watch out, brothers and sisters, so that there won't be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart. That turns away from the living God. The living God. But encourage each other daily. While it's still called today. So that none of you is hardened. By sin's deception. What does that mean? I'm going to do my own thing God. You've left me alone. You've ignored me. I'm going to go out and do just what I want to do. For we have become participants in Christ if we hold firmly until the end the reality that we had at the start. As it is said, today, if you hear His voice, folks, today, if you hear God's voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who heard and rebelled, wasn't it all who came out of Egypt under Moses? Faith and discipline. The disciplines of our faith starts with the word faith. Do you know what? We don't even know we have faith until it is tested. We can say it. We can believe it. But how we respond in hardship is the exhibit of our faith. See? Do you know Jesus this morning? Are you in Christ, as the writer says? Because that's our identity to be in Christ. And when we face hardship, what do we do? We cry out to God, we reach out to God, we pray like the psalmist. The poor man cried, and God rescued him. You see? The rescue might not look like you think it's going to look. See? There's the question for us today. Do we trust God? Whew. It's a challenge. You're pro- Some of you are being challenged right now. <clears throat> Y'all all, I have so many people on a Sunday morning say, how are you doing? Doing good. <clears throat> By 8.10. Right? You see see my point? God answers and God supplies. If you hear the voice of God, don't turn from Him. Pay attention and obey. If you don't know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus. Maybe you got some church in you, but you don't know Jesus. Guess what? You need Jesus, okay? Jesus is Savior. Savior. Messiah, Lord, a friend who sticks closer than a brother. See, we're going to sing one more song, give you the opportunity to respond to God. You're not responding to me. You're not responding to the gathering. You respond to what God has spoken into your life. And if you've heard him, don't turn from him. All righty, let's pray. God, thank you for today. Thank you that your word is true and you are faithful. Thank you, God, that you loved us first. And, and God, you continue to love us most. And you love us best. And when we feel alone, when we feel isolated, when we feel burdened, when we feel weighted down, God, that's when, as we reach out to you, God, we find your encouragement in your words, by your Spirit. God, that you lift us up, you fill us up. <laughs> You wrap your arms around us. God, I knew that this morning. I felt that this morning. I was like, yeah! God, thank you for meeting us in the wilderness. God, help us to hear. God, help us to trust you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.